day 234. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So the book of Habakkuk. Okay. Habakkuk is a good one. It's a fire one. Yeah. So basically Habakkuk is the only prophetic book where you're not going to see him address the people of God, right? He's going to address God on behalf of the people. So it's this kind of reversal here yeah. for Habakkuk. And he's talking to God about, yeah, so much that's going on. Yeah, yeah. it's this weird book where it's like, basically, God's going to tell Habakkuk, right, what's going to take place. Yeah. And instead of Habakkuk, telling the people he's gonna go back to god and say nah uh, hey hey wait a minute wait Run a that minute back? what me and you got to talk about this but before i go on right and that's yeah. one of the things that yeah that i love about this book is what you see is god tells him something and he's mm-hmm. in such doubt and disbelief mm-hmm. but his doubt and disbelief it doesn't lead him to disobey god his doubt and disbelief like mm-hmm. he takes all of that and he turns it into a dialogue with God. And we see this back and forth. And so he gives us just a good picture of what we can do with our doubt. Yeah. But also we still understand the right, the we we get a picture of the themes of justice and hope mm-hmm. that are weaved all throughout the prophets. Yeah. So at the very beginning, he's gonna say, How long? Literally in Hebrew, it's literally like until when? Right. right? Like yeah. it's a lament. He's gonna start off just like a lot of the psalmists do. Um, he's going to say, man, God, like, I see so much injustice, wrongdoing, and oppression that I, I don't know what to do with it. In other words, he's saying, like, yo, um, the world is so bad, it's hard to believe that you're good. Right. Yep. Right? And I'm here to, to tell you guys today, seeing the killings of unarmed black men is yep. not the first time in history where God's people have been like, the world is so bad, it's hard to believe that God is good. Habakkuk faces the same thing. And the thing is, it's not just the world, it's your people. This is what I'm saying. So it's like- <laughs> This a, is Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like- Judah, it, yeah. Doubting God's goodness, right? There's sometimes where folks may be, well, I just got more faith in that. I never doubt that God is good. And like, I'm just going- push back on that a bit and it's like if you've never really doubted god's goodness mm. it may not be just that you're strong in faith it may be that you're privileged in a sense where oh, good. you haven't been forced to see the world's badness the yes. way that the rest of folks have you heard mm. of god as father you've had your father he's been a good one so it's mm. been easy to see that thing you've heard of god mm. as provider you've never missed a meal so you find and say yo i don't know why people are all up in arms sometimes people find themselves hearing about god's goodness and seeing the badness of the world mm. and they're saying there's a disconnect mm. and with them saying god what's up that's not a lack of faith mm. it actually shows a presence of faith because they're willing to take their doubt and and say all right god i don't want to just work with my doubt i need you to do something with my doubt yeah i I love it man it's it's so much in that first kind of like few verses you know just about evil and suffering in the world where is god in the midst of all of it right and the beauty of this i love uh how the text continues because god answers right (laughs) he's like yo i'm raising up the chaldeans bitter impetuous nation 
Right, they're gonna march across the Earth's open spaces and just tear you guys apart. They tough guys. They are not fake tough guys. They are real tough guys. Yeah, Yo, and he's like, yeah, like no, they're going to administer my right. justice against y'all. Yeah, and it's like Habakkuk responds, and he's like, ho, 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 run that back. <laughs> what happened? Hold on. He's like, now he's even more perplexed because he's like, they're worse than us. Yeah, like. And and one of the things we have to like realize, man, I think Habakkuk does well, is um, we have to leave room in our theology for God to do some things that we don't understand. Yep. He's going to move in ways we just, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how close, I don't care how much you pray. Yeah. That he's going to do things in our lives yeah. that we don't understand. And we see it in redemptive history right. and preserving his people. He's doing something that nobody could really make sense of or plan for. Yep. Yeah. And forgot to say things that you don't agree with, right? Mm, mm. That's how you know Habakkuk yeah. is really in a conversation with God <laughs> because he's saying things and God says stuff back that he doesn't uh, 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 agree with. If mm. you're always in conversation That's good, bro. and your God uh, agrees with you, you're not praying. You're hearing your echo. Yeah, right? yeah. You're talking and you hear what you want back. And, uh-huh. and so this just shows like, all right, look, look. Even though the book begins in a or disagreement, mm-hmm. it doesn't end there. There's a trajectory where, no, no, peace comes, but it comes after the process of this mm-hmm. intense, honest dialogue. So chapter one is all him speaking up. He's confused. So he follows up and asks God another question, and then God speaks up again, mm-hmm. and then he's like, I meant, yo, I'm just going to... I'm going to chill and I'm away. You, you're really going to have to answer me, God. Yeah. yeah. And so in chapter two, he's like, you know, God comes through and answers again. And you just see the graciousness of God. Even yeah. here, he he doesn't condemn Habakkuk right. about anything. Um, but he says, yo, like, man, write this vision. Make it plain. Right? That verse is taken out of context. It don't mean what you it think. Don't it don't mean does. 2021 <laughs> is my year. I'm going to get my vision board out and I'm going right. to make it plain though. Right. I'm not going right, right. No, that's not what he means. He's talking about judgment yeah. <laughs> coming on um, the Chaldeans. And so he's like, yo, write this vision, make it plain. And the righteous is going to live by faith, right? Yeah. If you if you remain faithful to me, if you place your faith in me, regardless of everything that's going to go on, you're going to be preserved through this judgment. And so he's like, yo, um, I'm going to bring my judgment on Babylon too. Right. That, they going to get it too, bro. They going to get it. And he's like, yo, he goes in with these woe oracles in chapter two. And he's just like, man, they're guilty of so much. I see that. I'm not I'm not aloof to it, right? Like yeah. they've, you know, built a city with bloodshed, right? Cities are built with blood, sweat, and tears, but they're not meant to be built with other people's right. blood, sweat, and tears, right? right? Oppressively. Yeah. Um, you know, idolatry, right? They're getting drunk with wine, right? Unjust economics. They charging the poor what the poor ain't got to leave right. them in debt and oppress them. Yeah. And just all of these things. And one of the things I, I, I realized was, yo, Babylon is not God's nation. Right? right. But God is going to judge Babylon for what their nation does. In other words, God cares about injustice everywhere. everywhere. Mm. Right. Not yeah. just among the church. Uh, not just good. among the people of God. That's good. Across the world, God cares. And he's going to make up for it when his time comes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Chapter three. Yeah. And so in chapter three... Like kind of like we were saying, like man, the prayer shifts. So remember, in the Psalms, a lament goes from a problem to a praise. Right. The entire structure of the book of Habakkuk 
is structured the same way. He starts right. off with his problem, and by the end, he's going to start praising God for what God is going to do, and he's going to use all this language to talk about, you know, God coming in power at the beginning of the chapter, similar to the ways he came in power in the Exodus, um, Exodus 19, how we talked about in Micah, and when God shows up, it's it's time, right? Like, yeah. everybody's going to be stunned. It is not, he's, he's, he's coming, uh, you know, uh, not to judge his enemies. He is going to subdue them. And, you know, what we see here, bro, is the thing that doesn't happen is immediately Habakkuk's circumstances don't change. They don't, right? They, they, they don't change don't. immediately. Exercise. Real, next time y'all sitting down with <laughs> Habakkuk, um, do me a favor. And chapter three, verses what? Six or verses eight through 15, mm -hmm. y'all just go through and circle every time you see the word you or your. Mm. And bro, his circumstances start to change because he focuses on God and what God has done in the past. And yes. he knows that yes. what God has done in the past is going to be what God does in the future because God don't change. And it's you, mm. you, 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 mm. your, yeah, you come through, you defend, you sweep away, all of that. Mm. And then the circumstances don't change, like you mm. said, but by the end of the book, his countenance does. Mm, absolutely. And I love it because, man, you know, he needed uh, God's plan of salvation right. and judgment to be revealed to him right. for him to praise God. Mm. As Christians, yeah. as those who live on the backside of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right. we've seen God's salvation. Right. We've seen his judgment on his son and right. the promise of his son to come again. And we can praise God even when the world... Like, he's like, yo, ain't no fruit on the vine, right? right? It's terrible out here. In the darkest days possible, I can still praise God. And the book ends that way. It doesn't end with, yo, like, anything super practical, no, right? But it is, like, theological and doxological, right? It's, it is meant, like, God reveals himself to us. He reveals his plans, his word to us. So we'd worship. Yeah. More than anything, God wants your worship today. And yeah. you worship God based on what he's revealed and about what he's going to do. And the big thing is Habakkuk has this doubt in the beginning. Yeah. And it, by the end, once he really realizes what God is going to do and what he said, he trusts him. He does, yeah. And it's just that, it just like like you said, like worship, yo, mm -hmm. it's not rooted in observation, what you see around you. Mm. It's rooted in revelation. Amen. What God says things will be like. And that's what worship is for the Christian. When we realize uh, the state of your soul mm. doesn't have to reflect the state of your surroundings, oh, right? Yeah, praise like, God. Uh, God's good. Things may seem bad. And I know there's some of us that tend to see the world's badness and only hear of God's goodness. Mm, mm, but mm. hearing of God's goodness is one of the most practical things that we can do to change our demeanor and our disposition, especially in troubling times. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pray. Yeah. Our Father, we ask that you would yeah, give us a vision to see you to be reminded of your involvement uh, in the world around us, regardless of how bad it is. I pray you help us to turn our doubt into a dialogue with you like this way, Father. Help us to take our doubt to you so that we can leave with praise. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.